you know, there's a big part of me that um, does not feel a part of the the typical kind of, you know, suburban lifestyle mm. of backyards and barbecues and all of that. Um, what does, what's Neil McCauley say in Heat? You know, what's real life? What's that? Barbecue and baseball? Um, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty good about quoting Heat, but I'm thinking about them vendors right now. Um, and so I've been spending some time with some Vin vendors projects um, in preparation for this discussion. And um, I was watching some of Tokyo Ga last night, which I'd never seen before. Um, but um, I, the, one of the one of the ask, one of the things that I enjoyed most about, I would say, my my uh, my old life, which I, I hope to bring back into this this new life that I have, is that of the 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 wandering person with the notebook in their hand, just kind of making observations about the world. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to me, that's that is, if I had to kind of sum up who Vim Vendors is, um, you know, he's, he's this restless guy that um, never, never seems to want to stay in, in one. I, I, I don't want to say a place because I, I, I know he's been a very nomadic person in terms of his, his filmmaking and his photography and all of the different projects that he does. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think Vim Vendors is a Vim Vendors character, um, but uh, you know the 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 man wandering the earth, documenting as he goes, and then trying to make something out of that um, into art. You know, I think that's that's a a worthy uh, life pursuit, and I know that that's one that I enjoyed greatly and I was just talking about all my all my notebooks and journals and things um I know I've once I get done with all of my stuff from my childhood I have all the other notebooks of where I might have been sitting in a pub somewhere and I might have jotted down a page or two or something and then I forget about it you know um so so I'm looking forward to to digging into that a little bit because like you said it's it's you you might be able to mine something out of that um and yeah so, yeah so vim vendors vim vendors yeah as it's a very that's a nice way of putting it um the whole kind of road movie is the name of his film production company i think isn't it of road movies yeah um and he has made a lot of he has made um road he has made a lot of road movies like kings of the road and alice in the cities and things So I want to talk about the American friend a little bit. Um, mm. So in the, so I discovered vendors in, well, first, like in the early nineties, when until the end of the world came out and mm. the soundtrack was, was kind of like my little guide into mm -hmm. his filmography. Mm. Because, you know, the soundtrack comes out, you know, in late 91, I think. Yeah. And I'm just kind of really starting to get into, uh, the alternative music scene, you know, I kind of go first, first been Vendor's film I saw in the cinema as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, Nick Cave and Crime in the City Solution and people on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like people I mm. knew, like, of course, U2's on there and Danny mm. uh, Costello. Um, but yeah, but that, that 
Vander's really brought like Nick Cave to me. Yeah. You know? I think that's something that he's really good at is, you know, is, is like, he just like plucks these little things out of the world that he observes. And, you know, like Nick Cave, or, you know, Nick Cave in the back, bad seeds at the end of Wings of Desire. Mm. An odd, like, cause so much of that movie is about like people in the circus. And then, you know, when Damiel uh, becomes human, and he winds up at the Nick Cave. It, that, that's Wings of Desire, right? Where he's at the Nick yeah. Cave. So, yeah. Yeah. It does. They um, do. I want to. And they have Nick Cave's thought process because is that. So, yeah. So, until the end of the world, um, which have you seen the restored four and a half hour version of that? No, I don't think so. I do remember being long, but um, it's, I don't it's, think it was four and a half hours long. long. Because mm. I was a bit underwhelmed by the film itself, you know. Like I'm glad you said that because I didn't love it either. I thought it was flaccid in some ways. It was like it felt like it was overlong. It felt like it could be edited. Back then, it's, well, what's funny is, yeah, like, like, the, so the version I saw would have been probably like a two-hour version, mm. um, but uh, five, six, seven years ago. Um, they somewhere they had a nice retrospective of his works they restored um his original four and a half hour cut of it mm. and the longer version works better for me because it just it allows like a lot of the supporting characters get a lot more breathing room and it yeah. really like i remember when the movie came out it was advertised as like the ultimate road movie um the four and a half hour version really i think delivers on that that promise okay. of the headline. Because movies can be too, you, when you see a film and it's like two hours long or an hour and a half long and you think you kind of, you can think it's too, that movie, if it doesn't work, it can either be too long or too short. You don't really know until, you know, until you see what was there and what was shot and what could have been there. It might be a movie that should be an hour long or it might be a movie that should be four hours long. Mm -hmm. Kings of the Road is three hours and it's too yeah. short for me. Um, I, that's one of those movies that I just, I love living inside it. I love, um, the characters. I love the music. Um, I remember the film the stock, the, like the lighting, the film stock, everything, oh, the whole atmosphere is just gorgeous. Yeah. Mm. When I think about, so I was watching Vin Bender's movies for the first time while I was in college. Um, and particularly, I think my senior year, I took an existential philosophy course. And, and so, of course, the professor of that, you know, I, you could talk about Vin Vendor's movies with him. And uh, right. so he was, you know, I've been thinking a lot about guides and, you know, people who kind of escort you into a world. And, you know, he was able to kind of open up the world of Vin Vendor's for me a little bit more. Um, and our local blockbuster um, at the college that I was at, um, had all of these, all of his like 1970s black and white films in stock, which I just, I think is amazing that, you know, in Peoria, Illinois, I could go and I could rent Wrong Move or Kings of the Road or The American Friend. Um, now, 10, 12 years ago, it was really, really hard to find Vim Vendor stuff. Yeah. Um, everything was out of print. Um, like very little had made the journey from VHS to DVD. That's, That's true. Just the big ones. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, like my only copy I ever had of the American friend was a VHS tape that I, 
I, I copied it from, uh, I think the independent film channel ran it, yeah. you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and, and I always wonder like, cause I, I want to get back and, and ask you about that movie because that's still a weird hole in like, I've seen it and it didn't really grab me, but I'm wondering like, okay, I was watching it on this little tiny TV in my basement bedroom after I'd graduated college and, mm -hmm. you know, um, but yeah, that's probably, I mean, I was watching a lot of his other stuff, you know, on cropped VHS tapes as well. But, but anyway, so much of it was just impossible to find. And it was really quite depressing because I thought, am I ever going to be able to see Kings of the Road again? Or like, I'd never seen Alice in the Cities. Mm. Um, and then, you know, thankfully they had this retrospective and everything. And he went and restored all his movies. And the Criterion Collection has been fantastic about putting out um really all of his major works um i mean he's got a lot out there that's not that great but mm -hmm. I, I respect it that he you know again he's somebody that he's very restless and he's always trying something different oh yeah like there's a lot of stuff from the late 90s and aughts that uh, you know you can see that he's trying but his but his documentary work is still very very solid um i don't know i i, I wish i would have seen pina in 3d um, he got really interested in that medium for a while. Uh -huh. um, but even just watching it on DVD at home, I thought Pino was great. Um, I haven't very... seen it, to be honest. Well, sorry? I haven't seen it, to be honest. Um, well, it came out in 2011. And what was great was, you know, I was living in Dublin in 2012 and studying theater. One of the classes I took was a movement course. And the instructor on that, I think, had studied under Pina Bausch. Oh wow! Um, so, so she talked a lot about her, and we watched a lot of her stuff, and, mm. and that was again that was a nice little way in for a whole other world that I knew very little about. Um, you know that Vim Vendors helped like tell me about Peter Bausch. Um, he has a new film coming out called Perfect Days that is apparently very, very good, and I'm very excited. I know very little about it. It's about a Japanese man who cleans toilets. Um, wow. It's, and it's a feature. It's not a direct, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um, I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, The American Friend. Um, and I'm sure you'll have your own thing that you'll talk about The American Friend on your own or with other people. But um, what, what is it about it that is so interesting to you, not just as a film, but also as a Vim Vendors film? So... To me, you 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 spoke about um, um, Kings of the Road, and I think you said something like it's kind of you'd like to live in it. Yeah. And for me, that's um, that's the American friend. the The American friend is the world I live in in my head. <laughs> it, the 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 world in my head looks like the American friend. Um, it's. And it's right from the first time I saw it, it's really struck me that way. It's like kind of, oh gosh, this is this is the world I see it. The mm -hmm. way I see it. Like this is if you if you had, you know, um POV um from inside my head, looking out my eyes, this is what the world looks like. Um this kind of it's color, um, but this kind of sort of muted, washed um 70s color film um 
everything about the 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 set design the 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 colors in it the the clothes the hairstyles the the city hamburg the 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 the, the sort of quite as colorless jokes but like i like i like manky rough cities Mm -hmm. um i'm from a manky rough part of a city that was manky and rough at the time and i feel it it's a, like a love-hate thing but i feel at home in when i go to nice parts of cities i go to, to went to london recently if you're walking around bank and places like that where the, where the buildings are more spaced out and there's there, there, there's a feeling space and you can see the sky and things like that I, that freaks me out i hate it i like i like um Blocks of flats. I like. <laughs> I I like blocks of flats. I like dirty streets. I like um, dodgy people hanging around. I like um, I like being down by the river, down by the docks. I feel like we're up right by the river. You know, I I I just that feels like home to me. It it's not yeah. like it doesn't feel doesn't feel ugly and nasty it is ugly and nasty but it feels like home and that everything about that and also everything in it is like is a little bit cool because mm -hmm. you, you were talking as well about being vendors i think one of the reasons and maybe this is something that makes me really shallow but i, I think part of part of me from when i was young when i kind of really got into films and filmmakers is like it always helped if i kind of thought the filmmaker was cool as well. You know, like Nicholas Ray with his eye patch. And so Nicholas Ray is in The American Friend. And Sam but Fuller. Like, yeah, and Sam Fuller, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, these guys are cool. And if that kind of oh, helps. yeah, they are. <laughs> Vin Vendor's always struck me. Vin Vendor's always struck me as really not cool. Like, Vin Vendor's always struck me as kind of slightly soft. He, and uh, middle class. He's got a bit of a dorky face. You know, he's got yeah. a... Yeah. And, and, I, and I mean like that with of, just the, the yeah. best love and respect towards him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a bit like a derpy. There's a bit of a derpy quality to him. Yeah, yeah, definitely a kind of soft middle class, slightly privileged um, feeling to him. And but the people in it, it's the people in his movies I really like because everybody in the American Friend is just amazing, um, and the sort of the, the quietness of it, the the sort of way he treats in a way sort of treats like a city landscape like um treats the kind of city landscapes like um as if the, as if it's a western as if they're western landscapes and dennis hopper is in it playing tom ripley with a cowboy hat on and, hat, you yeah. know yeah and it's it, and it's definitely like a sort of a got a cowboy feel to it in that way but it's still in kind of really claustrophobic sort of washed out rainy gray dark cityscapes um but yeah all of that is like so it looks amazing yeah yeah, yeah. so it looks absolutely beautiful um every single thing about it and i love patricia highsmith you know it's a it's a dennis hopper is a technically dennis hopper is the is a dreadful tom ripley you know he doesn't but he's the best tom ripley even though like he's not, Nearly everybody else who's ever played Tom Ripley is a more accurate and better Tom Ripley, but um, but That's Dennis it. Hopper is just the Tom Ripley um, as he should be on film, as opposed to being accurate to who he is in the books. It's the same kind of feeling by being different. Sure. Um, so yeah, the American fan has just been always sort of sort of not just where not, 
sometimes I say to people, it's kind of where where I want to live. It's not. It's where I live. <laughs> it's what yeah. it's what the world looks like in my head. If you could, if you wanted to know, sort of what what the world, you know, what the world looks like to a Jamie Lynch, that's what it is. I think I could say I could say that about Kings of the Road, because um, like as far as like where he's filming, you know, he's filming in kind of a very it's it's reasonably it kind of looks like the midwest to me it's mm -hmm, reasonably mm -hmm. flat it's just a lot of open fields um small towns yeah and you know and everything kind of on the decline yeah um, yeah you know but you're just barreling through it listening to rock and roll um and that's 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 a world that i am quite content to live in and i have lived in Mm -hmm. You know, talking about watching these movies in college. So I lived about two hours away um, from where I went to college. So there was a lot of, it was close enough that, you know, there was a reason to go home for the weekend. You know, you'd go home. So, yeah. you know, lot, lots of just driving through you know, Illinois roads for a couple hours, listening to, you know, all I had was just the FM radio back in the early 90s. Um, and but feeling incredibly at ease there. Never in a hurry to get home. Always curious, like, what if I take that road? Yeah. Uh, like, what will I get to see on that road? Um, and, you know, and then that as I got older, becoming a solo traveler and just driving and driving and driving, you know, if you want to take a road trip in the United States, um, you know, you have to drive a long ways to get anywhere. Um, but... But in my head, even this summer when we're driving with the family to uh, have a vacation on the beach or to Disney or wherever you're going, I'm always happiest when I'm in the car and everybody else is doing their own thing and I just get to put on music and watch the world go by. The, it's the same thing in, in um, the American Friend, but it's a public transport situation you know what i mean it's like it's that same i kind of think of it as like a limbo feeling and it it doesn't frighten me but it kind of i i do think like oh that's possibly very telling about my life in that way so i kind of i'm never really happier than when i'm sort of doing nothing but in that kind of limbo state just looking at stuff you know like i always kind of think like the very best place to be is looking out the window of a slightly slow moving train moving train yeah it's yeah your sentence for you yeah yeah just being there and like you you're not you're not where you left and you're not where you're going to and all your your only job is to look out the window and, and just see the world go go by and and kings of the road is that i can see how that is that for someone from a, a it's a bigger it's a bigger country it's a bigger um a bigger landscape and they do a lot of driving and um yeah and and even though the american friend is international there's some in america and some in, in germany and someone supposedly in um in switzerland or whatever it's like um it's really city scapes you know city yeah. landscapes and places you can imagine and there's an, it's point it, it, not to underplay though that the end of of it involves a car um and it's actually the end of the American friend that I find most alienating. Somebody was a pet in a car, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and it's very, I can see that that's a bigger thing for, for, for Vin Vendors um, than it is for me, you know, um, because they do at the very end, 
it seems like it's probably a natural thing to him for people to just get in a car and sort of floor it um, and start driving um, when there's a crisis, which would not, which is the, which is where that film kind of the only thing that's not perfect about that that film for me. That's where it kind of breaks with what I would do, which is where I would walk, you know, mm-hmm. or um, but they get in a car and then, then yeah, they do. Um, uh, Jonathan, the sort of main character. He he, who's ill or you know, and he he yeah, he just gets in the car and starts drive. He just drives away uh, along a beach and then dies behind the wheel of the car. For as much as I love Vim Vendors, I have weird gaps. I I have never seen the Buena Vista Social Club, which is probably one of his most famous movies. Yeah, um, I have seen it. I in don't, general, I need. To I don't like it that much. You don't like it's it? The, no, it's very. Um, you know those kind of movies or things that you think like kind of well, gosh, that was professional. It's um, it's very, it's very, it's very um, well done, like really well done. Yeah. So so very well done. You feel like you've been slightly worked. Um, I'm 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 trying not to make some kind of tasteless joke about um, about having sex with a prostitute. Um, it seems <laughs> like it's very, which I have never done, but um, it's it's just got that feeling of like it's kind of so well done, so professional. Um, it just feels a bit. It felt a bit cold to me. It felt a bit. Um, yeah, it just felt a, a bit cold to me. A bit. Um, yeah, a bit empty. I- I, I think I know what you mean. Like when I was, I was looking at some of his his stuff from the seventies and eighties, um, and and there's a real there's a real like if you watch Wings of Desire or Kings of the Road, there's a there's a, a real love of humanity yeah. in the films, and like even even though um, his characters like like don't connect well with yeah. their the the world that's around them. You know, but that's that, the you know, that's the dilemma. The that's the outsider looking in. Yeah, and that know? dilemma is taken seriously. Like that lack of connection is is a serious dilemma, and it's and the movies that are about that. You know, they take that seriously. That it, it's a problem not to be able to connect with the world. It's a problem not to be able to connect with people, and mm-hmm. it's given serious scrutiny. Yeah, and like, and that's one of the things that I love about his films because I'm, you know, I am one that often feels the same way. I often feel like I am the the outsider looking in on the world. Um, and, but I think his later movies, like, but yet, while the the characters in the movies struggle with that, they're still there is still this genuine love of of the world and. Um, you know, when you just you and the angels the the first time they sit down together in that Mercedes, um, and they're just comparing notes of the things that they observed that day. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the and the I really noticed um, he's a lot like Truffaut, where I think he has a real love of children, and like children are often the wisest mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. in some of some of these movies. Yeah. It's the type of thing that you just you don't see in some of his later work. Um, that 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 clinical kind of coldness. That's very interesting you say that because I, from what I remember watching, like movies like The End of Violence and The Million Dollar Hotel, which is mm. really 
not good at all. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's lacking there. It's just not there. Mm. But, but I read one review of this new film, um, Perfect Days, and I, it almost kind of feels like that that's, that, that sense of beauty, the beauty of just ordinary humanity, that, yeah. that, that that might be in there. So I don't want to, I don't want to think about it too much. And I almost, I don't want to get too like, cause I feel like I get burned so many times uh, with a, a new Vim vendors project, but um, no, he's, he, he is somebody that I, I truly love. Um, he's easily, he would be in my, my, my top 10, I think of directors. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm with this project that uh, you're with, with this discussion, mm. my own little project, um, I'm having fun kind of dipping back into his stuff. Now that I can watch it, um, I'm not watching it on a VHS yeah. inch screen TV. You know, I'm watching it on my gorgeous, uh, nice widescreen 4K TV. And, you know, and so, so the Robbie Mueller cinematography is something that jumps out at me more, but, but really it's more about, you know, just, the, these amazing films that he's made um but which i'm i'm, I'm gonna watch the american friend again very very soon um just so uh well yes okay so so i want to watch the american friend um and then i'll be very excited to hear your completed podcast on it um watching uncomfortable things in cinema this we can bring it back to the vendors um so after i graduated college um, I moved back up north, um, and I couldn't find any video stores anywhere that had uh, Kings of the Road, and I was just really itching to watch it again, and so I wound up going back down to uh, Peoria, so the university I went to is called Bradley, it's in Peoria, Illinois, Peoria is in like the center of our state, two hours south of the Chicago suburbs where I live, the guy I went to college with, his name was Jeff, and he was, uh, he had taken a job or doing something that he was living in Peoria, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to go down and I'll go see Jeff and we'll go to our favorite Irish pub and, you know, have a few pints. And, uh, and I said, Hey Jeff, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to rent this movie. And, uh, I'm just gonna, I just want to sit up late and watch this. And he's like, oh, okay. And so I went to the local blockbuster and I rented Kings of the road and we went back to his apartment mm -hmm. he sat down with me to start it up. And I was like, this yep. is three years, three hours long, man. And he's like, ah, yeah, I probably will watch the whole thing. We got to the part. I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. we get to the part where, uh, Vinter pulls the van over. He's like, I have to pee. Yeah. And then we just get to watch him take a shit on camera. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, <laughs> Jeff stubbed out his cigarette. And he's like, All right, good night. <laughs> it is. It, but funny, that's like, because I, I watched Kings of Road fairly recently again. It's like, That's great. I really, I think that's just, it's, there's it, something very, both shocking and wonderfully normal about that. And when you see it, you go like, oh my God, he's having a shit. And then you think like, yeah, why not? Of course he is. A few times like, a day. Where else, is, where else is he gonna? Yeah, where else is he gonna have a shit? And also I must say, it's like, cause you don't think of um, people's diets necessarily of being great or whatever back then. And in a, but man, that's a firm, that's a, that's one firm, healthy looking shit and he just has one small piece of toilet paper yeah. and he just wipes his ass with it and throws it away and it's like anything like and puts his like uh denim his, his all he's wearing is like his denim is yeah, yeah denim dungarees and you know no underwear no no t-shirt anything like kind of yeah man that's a healthy shit 
That's it like it's just a nice firm log. Skinny as hell. You just think like, yeah, only you know, he just one wipe with a tiny piece of toilet paper, and then he's good to go. And you think like, and I, I buy that. He's like, yeah. <laughs> these guys don't look very healthy, but hey, the shit is, uh, the shit sounds different. <laughs> the shit confirms they're doing something right. Yeah. Because they don't I mean, seem to eat ever. Say that again. They don't seem to eat. Uh, um, no, like, you're right. You're right. It's they like, have like one beer at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just kind of seems like they just kind of grab like a packet of chips or something here mm. and there, and uh, you know that's all happens off camera while he's too busy uh, metaphorically repairing cinema. Mm-hmm. You know, which is yeah. one of the things that I do love about that movie is that it's 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 Vim saying like, "All right, German cinema sucks right now," and I I am. Like I and other people are here to save it. You yeah. Know, my, my my avatar character is literally going to go country and repair cinemas. Mm-hmm. You know, the little old lady, the grumpy little old lady, who is a, who is my favorite character in that At film. Well, yeah, well, she the woman who just says like, "I will never close this cinema because cinema is great, and I will and at the moment that. not show any films because they're shit." Yeah, and she's just like kind of. My father started this cinema, and we've showed great movies, and now movies are shit. And I'm keeping the cinema open, but I'm not showing movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's she's absolutely she's great. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And she's just like kind of, you know, no, we're not closing, but we're but we're not, we're just not gonna films. Show, we're not gonna show what people. And I and that, but that gives me so much hope for the dire state that cinema is in right now. Mm. That you know that once we get through this writer strike and hopefully the this model of making films that the streamers have you know forced onto us that that kind of gets thrown away and you know that you get you know the the new birth of cinematic mm-hmm. uh, freedom or something. Um, you catch that Vim signs is a he puts his initials in the last shot of the movie. No, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. He's, he's uh, I don't remember what the. He's outside some establishment, and it, it might even be like a laundromat or something. Because I want to say the words "wash" or something. So it's, yeah, so it's like Wash World, right? So it's oh, okay. two W's, yeah. And the logo are like it's the, just two W's in a circle, and it's reflected onto his windshield of his van as he's pulling away. And it's just this for me. It's just this goosebump, mm. bump like fuck yeah, Vim vendors and so. <laughs> 